Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast, episode 143, how to find yourself again after divorce um, and breakups. If you are going through divorce or have gone through divorce a while ago or still feeling the impact of a significant breakup, this episode is for you. Um, just want to set a little context before, as always, I interview or have a beautiful, potent, powerful conversation with a dear friend of mine from Vancouver, or she lives in Vancouver, Canada. Her name is Leah Brown. Athwaite and Leah is a Canadian author. She's a life coach, a the founder of the Live Free Lifestyle, um, a coaching. She she has a coaching business that helps clients build a a life that is a life of their dreams, really dream the vision they have. And she works with a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, Leah is absolutely brilliant at what she does. She walks the talk. She lives such a soul led life, and she really effortlessly guides women home to leading a soul-led life. And I thought I would bring her in to talk about this particular topic because she's been through divorce and she's also been through like really following the scripted life and doing it perfectly um, only to wake up one day as so many do women do to feel so disconnected from her heart and her soul and her truth. So she completely redesigned her life after her divorce and is really, really living in alignment with her soul, no matter what risks she has to take to get there. And this is her genius and brilliance in the world and learning how to live a soul led life after divorce or after a significant breakup is the perfect time. So enjoy this episode. You can follow Leah at leah.brathwaite.com or at leah.brathwaite on um, Instagram. We'll link it below and link her website below. And uh, as always, share it with your friends and let us know how the episode was for you. Much love. Hello, hello. hello Welcome hello. <laughs> to the New Truth Podcast episode 143. I have a very special guest to jam out on this topic about finding yourself again after divorce or a significant breakup. One of my very bestie best friends on the planet, mm -hmm. the beautiful one and only Miss Leah Brathwaite. Hello, Leah. Hello, my love. I'm so, so happy to be here with you today. And we had you on a while mm -hmm. ago. Like, yeah. when was that? Like, I feel like... That had to be like two years ago because I've been in this this place for two years. Wow. Whoa. That's wild. I don't even remember what the topic was. Do you? Uh, I have no idea. Something about finding your truth? Maybe. Finding your truth. On the new truth. Scroll back and look for an interview <laughs> with Leah Brathwaite. Um, I'm sure it was epic as always. And Catherine was on there yeah. um, too. And uh, yeah, super excited to talk about this conversation with you. Mm. Leah is, uh, I know I've already done her formal introduction, but just a brilliant coach and a very, very deeply spiritual wise woman who mm. I feel so inspired by every day. And and uh, just so inspired by how you really walk the walk, the walk, walk the talk, like live your uh, the the fullest embodiment of everything that you teach, and are always. I feel like this is true for our little collective sisterhood mm -hmm. group, mm -hmm. but like you're always always evolving and your I watch your work evolve you've added human design to the mix which has been mm -hmm. so cool so cool to see so today we're going to jam out on how to find yourself again after divorce and obviously you have a story um you've been through this journey I work with a lot of divorced women and you have gone through that journey yourself so maybe we could start there yeah absolutely first of all 
I love you being a projector, just seeing so deeply and being able to reflect like the best things about me. So thank you. Thank you. It really is an honor to be in this space again, because I know the impact that you have and the work that you do is so, so incredible too. So feels like equal inspiration. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole journey or how I got to where I am, how we actually even connected was by this whole process of coming back to myself after divorce. Um, there was a moment in time where I realized like I had built an entire life on a foundation that was not my own. So I was actually thinking about this last night, um, about how I got here. Like, how did I wind up here? I was uh, walking on the beach and I was just like, holy shit, this is so beautiful. I feel so grateful. I'm so happy to be here. And here is Vancouver. Here is Vancouver. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful beach in Vancouver. And I was just like, whoa, thinking back to all of the steps that it took for me to get to this place where I feel like I'm thriving, I'm fulfilled, I'm on purpose, I have so much passion and love and joy and abundance in my life. And that was not always the case. And what started was, was this, this checklist of success that we're sort of handed, or as you call it, the script of this is who you're supposed to be, this is what you're supposed to do. And this is how you're supposed to do it if you want to be quote, unquote, happy in the world or successful, or perceived at least as such. And so as a high achiever, a people-pleasing perfectionist in my former life, I adopted that as the way of moving through the world. And I decided to take other people's expectations, advice, recommendations, opinions as my decision maker. And I thought I had it all figured out. So at 23, I was married. I had, I was a homeowner. I was a professional in my career. And the thing I loved about that was like, I felt like such an adult. I was like, oh my God, I've got this life thing figured out. Like I have all of the answers to all of the questions. When people ask, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a registered dental hygienist and I work da, 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 da. And when I was invited to places, I never had to do anything alone. I always had a plus one. My husband would come with me everywhere. A little bit of codependence, a lot of bit of codependence. Yeah. And when it came to like, where do you live? I felt really proud to be able to say, well, we own our home. And we live in Orleans and have a picket fence and it's and the, it and do you see the checklist? Like all of these things I have knocked off and now I'm only 23. I'm ahead of the curve. Um, hmm. And even though it wasn't a competition, it totally was a competition. I was like trying to get everything as fast as I possibly could because I didn't have a sense of self because I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know who I was or what I was meant to do in the world. So I was just doing what I thought I was supposed to do. And growing up in a really um, religious indoctrinated environment, I felt such a pressure to fit in and to conform. And my whole life was wrapped up in this religious community. So I had this like handbook of beliefs, like These are your opinions. These are your beliefs. This is the way that you're allowed to be if you're going to be a good person and have at it, but only stay within this box and don't ask too many questions because that's a lack of faith. And Mm. so there was this, this environment of invalidation of my own desires and feelings, this self-abandonment for the sake of fitting in this idea that I don't know how to be happy and successful because nobody teaches us that. Mm-mm. So we look to everybody else and we're like, well, they have a new car. And I, that, that, that I think they're happy with that. So I think I need to work more so that I can get a new car or they're married and they seem to have this perfect relationship from the outside. Cause it right. looks like that. Look so manicured their garden is exactly <laughs> their grass is like perfect. <laughs> so obviously they're doing something right because it looks perfect. So a lot of the decisions that I was making, I noticed they didn't really quite feel right, but they looked right and they matched what I was supposed to do on the list or the way that it was supposed to go. So I would do them and I would do them at like level 10 because I was a high achiever trying to fulfill my sense of worth through accomplishment. And I ended up building this entire life for myself only to realize that once I had everything I thought I ever wanted, I felt really empty. 
I felt really alone. I felt really lost and stuck in it. Like I couldn't get out. I had painted myself into a corner and I was like, none of this feels good. And I don't like the color. How do I change this? Yeah. Um, I'm just, and that was the process. As you're talking, I'm just picturing like, it's like the roadmap is so clear and yet it, it leaves you like so lost. <laughs> totally. The word I felt lost. And it's like, you've got this roadmap, you're in your car, you're like following it to a T. Yeah. And yet nobody following that to a T, like if it's the roadmap that's leading and not love and not your heart and not your mm-hmm. joy and not your truth, mm-hmm. it's never going to lead to a place, even if you end up magically in an aligned partnership on that roadmap, you're still not going to feel that sense of satisfaction inside because it's not your roadmap. Exactly. So that's where this idea of like, I need to reconnect to something inside of me that feels like an empty, hungry ghost. It was my soul that was calling for like freedom because I had put that into a box. The dreams that I had when I was younger that I was told weren't realistic or practical or achievable those were the, that was the part of me that was like longing to be set free. That was the part of me that was like, this is the way, this is the direction. It's not following everybody else's path. And I can't remember if it's Joseph Campbell. I think it's Joseph Campbell and I'm going to butcher it. So I'll just kind of paraphrase it. Um, There's a quote that says like, if you're following somebody else's road, that is not your road. If you're going down somebody else's path and doing what somebody else is doing, that is not your soul's guidance that is like following somebody else's path. And there's no way for you to meet what is meant for you on somebody else's path. So it was this recognition of like the journey of self-discovery is the most valuable work that you can do because that's how you create the life that you're meant to live. That's how you are able to bring your dreams to life. But it's so challenging to do that because you have to cultivate a belief in yourself and you have to cultivate an entire way of being a new way of life that is aligned with your soul that isn't going to have these reference points that the big wide path of the checklist does mm-hmm. of like okay so you you have your career you have your yeah. partner you have your home you have your job for 30 years and then you have your retirement those are like big signposts to say i'm quote unquote doing it right or i'm doing the thing when you're following your soul it's like I feel lit up and it doesn't make sense. I'm doing something that other people aren't doing and it doesn't make sense, but it feels like magic. And I'm seeing all these beautiful experiences and I'm feeling alive and I'm feeling inspired. And it's about how it feels more than it looks. And once you, once you really master how it feels, then all of a sudden the external validation comes of like, oh, that looks really good. You start to have the abundance and the purpose and all of the things that you want but it's sort of like this reverse. Like if you're looking for how it looks first and you go just by the appearance of it, there's this emptiness internally if your soul is not collected to. So there's, it's almost like, I remember being in a position where I was living my dream. I was teaching English in China. I was like, oh my God, I want to, I want to teach and I want to make a difference and I want to travel and I want to experience life. And this was around when I was like 17, 18, I had taken a couple of years off of school or between high school and um, college. And I was working at a shoe store, Aldo Shoes, at the biggest (laughs) mall in Ottawa. They have Aldo Shoes in the department store in Athens. I was very surprised. They do? Yeah. Wow, that's so wild. (laughs) That's crazy. Like this was like standalone. It's like fancy (laughs) or I thought it was fancy. And (laughs) I was working there so that I could save money so that I can go on another trip. And I was like, so lit up in that part of my life. And then I would see friends like walking through the mall because it's a big mall. It's downtown. It's like close to the university. It's close to um, all of the government buildings downtown. And I would see friends like walking through the mall and they'd come in and they're like, oh, that's cute that you're working here. And they're like going to college or they're like starting their jobs at like in the government and they're like, you're working here. And I'm like, it doesn't look cool, but I feel really good. And I'm going on a trip and they're like, that's nice. And they're like starting their careers. They're like finding their people. They're like getting ahead. And I felt so behind at like 18, 19 years old. So I was like, Oh shit, I must be doing something wrong. Cause this doesn't look the way it looks for other people. 
And then this is the incessant sales, like the, the sales of the matrix is like, Oh, you're doing this thing. Wait, you're happy, but like, you should be over here. (laughs) What are you doing? They're like, but I have a car and you just have a trip. Like, what does that mean? And it's it's only until you get older that you realize that experiences and actual fulfillment in life is so much more important than having all the stuff. Because I got to the point where I was like, okay, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I should get a job. So I went back to school and I started to make all these decisions according to the way it's a quote unquote supposed to be. And I had everything and I felt so empty because I had, I had abandoned what made me, me, I had abandoned what made me feel alive. I had abandoned my truth, my soul, my dreams Mm -hmm. so that it could look good so that I could have a manicured lawn and live in suburbia and like have the, the quote unquote normal life. And I imagine so many women are relating to this story and the, and men, I mean, actually I keep getting messages from men who are loving the podcast, Um, but relating to the, to the, just like keeping up the facade, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the idea of what life's supposed to look like. And, you know, we get so many messages from the podcast of women who literally didn't even know. I feel like the biggest thing this podcast does is it gives women permission mm-hmm. to do something differently. Like it, most don't even know that there's another option. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, this is just what you do. And you have yeah. kids because you're supposed to, and you get yeah. married to one person forever, even if you hate them because you're mm-hmm. supposed to, yeah. and you stay because you're supposed to, and you, you know, you make sure everyone around you thinks you're happy and successful and beautiful and perfect and whatever. And, you know, drinking vodka every afternoon or wine o'clock or whatever, like, or whatever addiction to try and numb the pain. Mm -hmm. And that's just, unfortunately, so, or like antidepressants to numb the pain, which has now become, you know, just so normalized to, to to numb out (laughs) instead of actually getting to the root of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is it. Like this, it's the story. It's the living out some idea of who we're supposed to be instead of getting to know who we are. And you said earlier that like nobody teaches us, which which is true. And I also think like it just gets taken from us because it's our nature as children to be like drawn to what lights us up and what's fun and what our soul desires to do. If we desire to play an instrument, we will. If we desire to sing a song or cry our eyes out or roll on the floor, we will. And, and our soul is leading when we're little and then it just we get you know put in a little prison where we have to sit in these <laughs> chairs and sit still all day long and put up your hand to talk and you know like yeah, yeah the totally. the rigidity of the school system and everything that's happening at home and we just get told who to be and these messages are coming at us from every angle yeah. and uh it takes a lot of courage to break free so what like what was the turning point for you in your like how did you break free what led you to that place? Well, I, it was, it was almost this, um, I have no choice. You get to a point where it's like, I have no yeah. choice. There was this massive soul awakening, mm-hmm. but to your point of saying like, most people don't know there's another way. I sort of, I agree. And I disagree at the same time, because we do know there's another on way. some level, of course, we do of course. on some level know that there's another way. And that's what yeah. I call this frustrated spirit or the frustrated soul. When we have this like sense of like moving through the world, feeling like there's something missing when we have this like emptiness with our fulfillment, with our success, yeah. when we have this like feeling stuck in our lives, it's because our soul knows Yes, our mind is so conditioned. So as the point you were saying, like we're told who to be, what to do, our mind is so conditioned that to fit in, to be accepted, to whatever, be good, we have to be this. But our soul is like, actually, you are already whole and worthy and belonging and beautiful and amazing. And to be that, you have to follow me to like follow yourself to allow yourself to be fully you so all of the the self-abandonment all of the like I want to do this but I really should do this instead all of the shoulds every time that I had been making those decisions there was this tension that was building in my body there was this anxiety that was creeping in there was this like doubt that was like festering and it got to a point where I had so much anxiety. I had so much insecurity. I had so much 
um, feeling not enough. I was like having panic attacks, but I wasn't listening to what my body was saying. I wasn't listening to what my soul was whispering to me. And I would just plow ahead into what I should be doing Mm -hmm. until I started to have these sort of breakdowns in my life. And most people will notice or be able to recall like their story of like, I had a feeling that this wasn't the right thing, but I didn't know how to say no, or I didn't know how to, um, let somebody down, or I didn't know how to communicate it or express it without feeling like I would be rejected or denied or abandoned or whatever, or fail. So I had many of those moments when I look back where I was like, like I'm making this decision. Everything in my body feels contracted, but it looks like the right, it sounds like the right thing to do. It doesn't feel like the right thing to do, but I had been so good at invalidating my own feelings. I just went ahead with whatever I thought was the right thing to do. And it started with work. I was so identified with the work that I did and being good at my job and all of that tension in my body from all of those unexpressed emotions and all of that anxiety turned into this debilitating nerve condition. And I could no longer do my job. And I was deemed or quote unquote called disabled. And I had to leave my work. I was no longer able to work at 27 years old. I was essentially retired from my job, but in crazy chronic pain um, and debilitating like disability. And that was the first sign of like, there's something not quite right here. And I remember sitting in the car crying to my husband at the time saying, I know I'm not my job, obviously, because I'm still alive and doing things, even though I don't have, I can't do my job, but I don't know who I am without it. And he was like, oh, okay, well, I don't know what, I don't know what to do about that. And I was like, I don't know how to fix it. How do I fix it? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I feel stumped. Okay. Okay. It's okay. It's going to be okay. And I'm like, it's okay. I guess it's going to be okay. So with that part of the identity removed, I was like, okay, who am I? I guess I'm going to double down on the things that I still have. I still have my religion and I still have my house. So I'm going to be Susie homemaker. I'm going to do really, I'm going to just clean everything and I'm going to double down on being in the church. And that'll, that'll be who I am now. And that didn't feel quite right, but it was the only thing I knew to do. So that's what I started to do. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start micromanaging the shit out of my life so that I feel like I'm in control. I'm going to make this five-year plan. We're going to have five houses in the next five years. We're going to do this. We're going to da, 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 save every penny. And I started to control what I thought I could control, which was like every little thing in my life. And it made my life so small because if anything was like, if anything didn't go according to my plan, I would lose it. I would like freak out. I would be so anxious. I would like just... I wasn't able to handle life actually happening to the point where at one point my husband was like cutting onions and he cut them the wrong way. And I was like, what are you doing? Like I freaked out. I was like, that's not the way they're supposed to look. They're supposed to be sliced. You're dicing them. Like that's how off the rails I got. And I lived that way for another few years until we built our second house and it was perfect. I had everything that I wanted according to the plan Mm -hmm. and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And one day, just out of nowhere, as I was standing in the kitchen, I opened the fridge to put away my like organic kale in this beautiful fridge that I had picked out. And it was like a separation. It was like a a moment that I had experienced before, but never really realized the impact. And I had chosen differently in times before. But this was like an audible voice within me that said, not for another second. And I was like, oh, is this what it feels like to go crazy? Like what? And I was like, what? Not for another second. There was like two parts of me that separated. There was my soul waking up and my mind, like I know that now was having this conversation. My mind was like, like what? Like not what for another second? And I'm looking around this house and it was like this out of body experience where I was like, how did I get here? Mm. What I'm I can't do this for another, I can't for another second. I can't keep pretending that I'm okay, that this is enough, that this is good, that this is what I want. And in that moment, it was the life-changing decision. And so even though it takes many moments to get to a life-changing moment, 
that moment set a new trajectory for my life because I finally listened. I was like, okay, this is, I have everything I've ever wanted and I don't feel good. I'm in chronic pain. I feel alone. I have people surrounding me, I, but I don't have purpose. I don't have meaning. I don't have deep joy. And at that moment, my, um, my ex came upstairs and was like, I guess he saw me sort of having this like episode and was like, are you okay? And in the past, I would have just said, yeah, it's fine. I'm okay. And I would have pretended that everything was fine, but I made the decision to actually tell the truth. And I said, I'm not okay. And I don't know what it is, but I think I need to see a therapist. But in that moment, that awakening, not for another second, I knew everything that I had constructed was not going to survive. I was like equally terrified and excited because I was listening to that call, but I also knew like, I can't keep doing what I've been doing and pretending that this is the life that I'm supposed to be living. So that was the beginning long winded answer. That was what started the discovery process, but I could have chosen on multiple occasions along the way to acknowledge and tell the truth. Like you don't have to wait until it's like dire circumstances or blow up your life. If you learn to listen to those whispers. Yeah. Yeah. And the call just gets louder. Like the universe Will and I, I fully agree. I, I believe that that's the cause of anxiety is our mind wanting us to go one way and our, our soul wanting us to go the yeah. other way. And there's that like contortion that that like ringing yeah. out discord within and like life universe, you know, our it, it's just going to get louder and it's different for everyone. And I know you hear a voice and some people just like, for me, it's a feeling like I feel mm-hmm. this like sick feeling inside. And then I'm like, but give me a manual. Like, I don't know what the sick feeling means, but I do. It's yes. like, there's a knowing, but there's, it's, it's so hard to trust that knowing because it doesn't come with a clear guidance or, or even if you have a voice that says you need to leave, it's not like, you don't know where you're going Mm or why or what. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that is the, one of the biggest reasons why it's so scary and hard to trust it. And yet that's how we build safety and trust within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we build that beautiful reservoir of feeling like, Oh, I'm good no matter where I am or who I'm with, because I know I've got myself and I see Mm -hmm. like, you're such a beautiful reflection. I see you over and over and over again. You will never make a decision that's not aligned with your truth. Mm -hmm. It's like, you'll make a decision and then you'll be like, Oh, actually, I know I committed to that thing, but you know, actually it's really not feeling right today. And you're so fiercely committed to following that. And what a beautiful story to illustrate the like how many women are in that situation where they're just ignoring the call at work, ignoring the call in a shitty relationship, ignoring the call in a fake life they've built or a friendship that's mm-hmm. out of alignment or whatever. And it, that you have this clear story. And now like I've even seen in the last two years, how, how much happier and more radiant and beautiful and relaxed and abundant and all those things you listed in the beginning, like that's how you, I mean, you, it's like even night and day from when I met you and I know you were, back then so far from where you were. Yeah. And so like the, the feeling of your being and how you walk through the world and how you see the world and who you are in the world. And it comes from you following that truth. And, and we're fed all these stories that like, you just need to have the house and then you're going to feel good. Mm -hmm. You need the raise, you need the promotion, you need the guy, you need the marriage, the fancy wedding. Then you're going to feel, if you have that pick a fence, if you own five houses and it's like, it doesn't matter how much you have, how many, like, I think billionaires might be the least happy people on planet earth because they, they're so overstimulated that there's nothing left that brings them pleasure because they're so disconnected. So the, when I have, when I have the next house, then I'll feel better. When I have, like it started, I could picture that in my relationship. I'm like, well, something feels off. And let me just say that my ex is a great man. We have a really great relationship right now. Um, And we have the entire time through our divorce and everything, but it was this, this doesn't feel quite right. But when I have an engagement ring, then I'll feel better. And then we get engaged and I'm like, "Eh, this doesn't feel quite right. But when we get married, that's when it'll happen. And then we're married and I'm like, huh, 
when we have kids, like it's this constant, like the next thing, the next thing, it's this insatiable hunger because nothing can replace the connection that you develop with your soul. Nothing can replace the connection that you are meant to have with your own being, because from that place, you are meant to create the most magnificent life for yourself. And that only happens step-by-step. There's no path. There's no roadmap. You've never done this before. Your soul incarnated at this time in this place has never been in this exact moment. And so it's a courageous journey to live free. It's a courageous journey to um, allow yourself to evolve into your greatest potential because you don't know what that can be until you start to walk it. And that's when you start to see everything that you've ever desired come to life. Yeah. And it's especially courageous when everyone around you is just following the script and living in that complaining, you know, victim of circumstance, blaming everyone else for their pain and being in, you know, it it even happens with people that are in personal development, working on themselves or in therapy, but they're still stuck and attached to their pain or the past or the story of it versus actually doing the like real deep, honest letting go. Cause that's, I feel like that's like the the core of all of it is like radical freaking honesty with, mm-hmm. with what's, what feels good and true. Yeah. For you. And it, it takes totally. a lot, a lot and to, to get there. And I, I feel like, but the beauty, even just looking at you right now, thinking about the beauty of when we do commit the, you then will attract. So if you're a woman listening and you're like, okay, but I'm leaving my marriage and all my friends are in the same boat and they're all, I'm surrounded by people who are miserable or I'm surrounded by people who are living their fake Instagram life or whatever the story, like your circle around you will shift when you shift. Like I think of our, our sisterhood group, like we are so close. And I talk about our sisters like on all the episodes about raving to me I think the most important relationship in a woman's life besides the relationship with herself is relationship with other women Mm -hmm. and who really see her deeply and support her and love her and celebrate her and can be vulnerable and honest and real Mm -hmm. and like we all have that and we're surrounded by that because we are that yeah so when you shift it inside of yourself your whole world changes totally it changes and it changes and there's the the change that we all fear. And we're like, well, I don't know what's going to come of it. So we often will hold on to something that doesn't feel right because the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't, or the, the blessings that you don't like, you'd rather stay with what you know, even if it doesn't feel good, than risk losing something for potential greatness. And so there's, like you said, this huge amount of courage that comes. And in my in my situation, like I was heavily invested in this religious community that would excommunicate you if you didn't follow the rules essentially. And so not only did that mean putting everything and everyone that I had ever known and like all of my network at risk and my marriage at risk, that was the choice that I had to make to follow what felt aligned and true and real for me to be able to have all the things that I had dreamed of having, but never thought was possible because I was like, well, this is the box that we are supposed to be in. Um, So it's, it's very scary to step outside of that and to realize there's a whole other world. Now, who am I? What do I believe? What do I actually want now that everything is actually possible because our souls are the infinite possibility of our life that are made manifest through the creation of our human, like through us being here in the physical plane, it's this dance between following our soul and using our human. So we can't negate the fact that we want to fit in the fact that we want to be loved and that we want to belong. And to your point of sisterhood, that's why it's so important to find people who are in a similar place, whether it just begins as like a mentor and then it it comes into like the community that you form, but find an anchor point. For me, it was like books at first. And I was like alone in my house crying mm. after like we separated. I was like, I have my books and I have my yoga and that's it. And then from there, starting to rebuild an alignment. And I remember my therapist saying something that terrified me, but also I was like, well, I, I got to do it. She was like, I have another client that was also a Jehovah's witness. And you know what? He left and it was really hard and nobody wanted to talk to him and he had no friends and, and it took him a little while, but after a year, 
of doing his work. He has a completely new life and new friends and he's doing so well. And I was like, oh my God, a year, there's no way I can survive that. Hmm. But when you're reconnecting with yourself and forming a relationship with yourself, it happens quickly. And that year is like the end point of all of the beautiful moments that he had along the way. And I had that own experience for myself. I was like, there's no way I can like survive a year, but it's wild to see that one small shift in your alignment, one small shift coming back to yourself. And then the decisions that you make aligned with that, it's a line in the alchemist. Like when you desire something, the whole universe will conspire to like help you make it. And there's this, this sort of like beautiful beginner's luck that happens when you embark on an experience and you're courageous enough to commit to it. You start to see all of the magic that is possible for you happening. And then it becomes like, this brave hero's journey that you're on. It doesn't mean that it's easy, but it means that it's beautiful. And you learn to build your emotional resilience and capacity to hold more of life. So you start to feel some of the pain that you have maybe avoided, but you also start to feel some of the bliss that you've desired the whole time. So you really widen your ability to live and hold more of life. And that capacity to hold more allows you to receive more and therefore the abundance, the joy, the, all of the things start yeah. to flow. It's so true. It's like the magic. I, I have my clients have a proof of magic journal because once they start the journey of getting to know the heroine, the soul, um, it, it's the, ma- that's when you see the magic and mm-hmm. you don't, we don't see the magic because we're too busy in our human selves yes. trying to control reality exactly. and trying to control the script and trying to be the perfect student of life and follow all the rules and do all the things. And when you're operating from that identity or that part of yourself, your false <laughs> identity, you, you miss the magic. And of course life is scary and it's hard and it's stressful mm-hmm. and it's overwhelming and it's unbearably painful. Yeah. But when you start to take those risks that seem like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like that's what it feels like. Yeah. You feel, it's death and rebirth. You feel like you're going to totally. die. You feel like you're mm-hmm. jumping off a cliff, especially God. So this episode's about <laughs> divorce and breakups, like you can feel like you're going to die going Mm -hmm. through a breakup or divorce like that. Yeah. Such a significant ending. And when you have the courage to jump off the cliff, that's when you see how freaking supported you are. And that's when life sends you the magical person who at the coffee shop buys your coffee and then turns out to be your new best friend or the, the opportunity for this new work thing, your, your purpose starts to unfold. You end up writing a book. Like you start to see the magic and how supported you are when you are following your truth, but we don't get to see it when we're trying to control reality. Exactly. 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 And so to get back to like, I guess the theme or the point of this whole conversation about navigating divorce, it begins with like that tiny moment of actually choosing yourself and saying like, how do I actually feel in this? Like, what is my soul calling me to? And that's why in the sequence that I teach all of my clients, the live free methodology, it's all about listening to the whispers. It's starting to get back in touch with those small sound of of your of your authentic truth of your soul of your voice um and you made a great point saying before like everybody hears it or feels it differently and that's the cool thing about human design to just bring that in for like a quick second like we all have the best way of making our decisions outside of our mind because our mind is confined to what it knows it's a computer processor that gathers information uses that information to make informed decisions and it's necessary for getting through the world. So we can't shame our minds for like trying to keep us safe and like keep the the whole human body system moving, but it's not meant to make the decisions that are going to actually lead us to fulfillment. It's created for safety. And that's mm-hmm. why we have our soul. That's why we have our authority, our way of touching in with the part of us that is energetically tied to everything in the universe. Everything is energy. And in the present moment, our bodies are able to translate that energy into sensory responses that allow us to use that information to make decisions. So in my case, I have a few different systems that are working. I have my sacral, I have my um, my spleen or my intuition that works. Um, so everybody has a different way of making their decisions or hearing what those whispers are. And when you align and attune to that, that's the beginning of it. And so allowing yourself to follow those whispers 
And then the process that I teach is all about how to build the courage, the capacity and the self-trust to be able to follow those, those whispers. But it begins with first just tuning into yourself and honoring what that is and then telling the truth as it appears in the moment. Mm. And that, like, I can't stress enough how much courage is, is required for mm. a life of fulfillment and freedom because you're making it up as you go, literally. You become the actual creator of your experience. And there's nobody to be like, what do I do now? Because it's you. You get to decide. And from there, you get to build whatever you want. It's interesting that with great freedom comes like a huge responsibility of making these decisions. And that's why I think a lot of people would rather stay stuck in, even though it's painful and they say they don't want it, it's, it's almost easier until it's not to stay stuck in something that doesn't feel good than it is to be like, oh my God, I'm doing this thing that I've never done before because our minds are going to be like, we don't have the program for that because we only know this past part. We only know how to operate from this robot. I am a robot. I am a robot. I do not have that program. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And your soul's like, no girl, I got you. Come on, let's go. Like, we're going to figure it out. We're going to make it. We're going to do it. Um, So there's a whole, there's a multitude of, of, ways that we need to come back into alignment with ourselves so that we can live it. But that's the magic of being alive. That's literally what we came here for, to be fully expressed in all of our divinity and humanity at the same time. It's bridging both. I feel like it's so apparent, even in the the sound of your voice, the, the, the energy frequency of you and who you are. And I feel I imagine every woman can feel that so deeply, like the inspiration. This is what I was saying at the beginning, like the inspiration of that you just are that and such a representation of that. And it, how many women, their souls are screaming at them. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. soul's always screaming, like the Mm -hmm. screaming while they're walking down the aisle, like don't do it, (laughs) but they're doing it anyways. And of course we're doing it because our minds, the program, like that's all we know. But, um, but life is so much richer and more rewarding and fun <laughs> when you learn to tr- to trust mm-hmm. that and to build that. And I love actually coming back to the title, how to find yourself again. So first of all, you didn't lose yourself. We always do this with titles mm-hmm. where we like, you know, it's to get you in the door to listen to the episode. But like the exciting news is we're not, we don't have to go find you. There's no hunting to do. There's no, there's nowhere we're going to go to find mm-hmm. You, you didn't lose yourself. You simply are just disconnected or not hearing. And I'm sure you have a beautiful way of articulating it, but it's, it's, I love that you have the systems, including human design. So if you don't know about human design, watch some YouTube videos um, and follow Leah on Instagram. Leah Brathwaite is just Leah.Brathwaite. <laughs> Leah.Brathwaite. We'll link it below um, on Instagram. And there's tons of resources on human design. It's really life changing. We did an episode maybe a year or two ago on it. Um, but that's a system that helps people understand mm-hmm. their soul. Astrology is a system. And then you've got a practical system that also helps that, mm-hmm. that you've that you've created that you do with your clients to help Mm -hmm. women come back to that core truth of who they are. So if you are a woman, and I know this is so many women, I hear this a lot. I don't know who I am, especially women going through Mm -hmm. divorce. Like Mm -hmm. I lost myself in that relationship. I don't know who I am. And, and the reality is you didn't lose yourself in the relationship. You didn't, if you were anchored in who you are, you wouldn't have got to a place where, in my opinion, where you would have felt you lost yourself if mm-hmm. you're ang- if you're anchored in who you are. Um, but there are roadmaps, <laughs> real ones, um, systems that can help you get back to that core of who you are, which is already inside of you. Mm-hmm. Totally, 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 totally. I love that point. Like we, and I literally said those words, like I've lost myself. Like I'm so lost. And it's not that we've lost ourselves. It's almost like we've lost the signal or we've lost the connection. Like when you're in the forest and you have your phone, you're like, I didn't lose my phone, but I just, I'm not getting a signal where I'm at because I'm just so far gone from where I'm usually like supposed to be that I just lost the signal. But it's that like walking down the mountain to come back to remember yourself. And I love the word remember when you break it up into two spots, like 
re as in like do again and member as in like bring back all of the parts of yourself that you've abandoned that you've like left behind that you've said weren't good enough that you've imagined weren't able to be fully expressed and to belong with all of those parts so it's bringing back and remembering who you are before the world told you who you should be before you picked up all of this conditioning of what it means to be a girl, a boy, a person in a family, a person of a culture, a person of a race or a religion or whatever, before we have all of those programs inserted into us, who were you before that? And so the process of the live free lifestyle that I take my clients through is that process of remembering of like coming back into wholeness and to experiencing of all parts of yourself so that you can live the life that you were meant to live. Because as long as you're operating from somebody else's rule book or script or checklist, you're always going to feel that lost connection. You're always going to feel that sense of like, I don't know who I am because I'm trying to be somebody else. Yeah. Cause and you're so, lying essentially. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like the title of my book, like says a new way of life, a guide for transformation from living a lie to freeing your soul, because we tell ourselves these stories about who we should be or who we need to be to be something for somebody else, but we don't have the freedom of being ourselves for ourselves in the world. And so that's where we create this like way of life or this way of being that feels out of alignment. That feels like we're constantly wandering around without a compass because we've mm. literally shut off our compass. Yes. And it's not your fault. It's all and those it's people not, that were like, no, eat the broccoli, finish your dinner. And you may like, yes. you have to sit on Santa's knee. You don't get a choice. Like all those times or you're told yeah. who to be, what to but think, what's right, what's wrong. It makes sense. Like when you think about it, like when we're small, the way that we manifest in the world is through our parents, because we don't have the capability to go out and do things for ourselves. We have to stay safe in our little family unit. So whatever they say, yeah goes. And then we start to adopt this idea that there's this external authority that governs our life. And then we're constantly looking to that external authority to make every decision in our life. When truly there's a part where we emancipate ourselves and recognize like, I am fully responsible for myself and my life and my creations. So what do I want to create? But there's that rite of passage almost that we need to experience that we don't get, especially in our Western culture, of emancipating ourselves from the authority of our parents and taking on that authority for ourselves and our full ownership of our lives. We, we keep pawning it off to other people. Well, my boss is dictating my life because this, or the government or my family or my community or my social media. But when we can take full ownership of our lives, that's when we get to reestablish. That's when we have no choice, but to reestablish this connection with ourselves so that we can actually live fulfilled. Yeah. So true. Love it. Okay. So tell us, I mean, there's, there is no greater time to do this work and to know your own soul and to learn how to live from this place within yourself than going through a breakup or a divorce, like a big mm. transition like that. It is a catalyst mm -hmm. for massive change. It is such a potent portal, um, vortex, you know, it's a, it's a gateway to the next iteration of you and to a deepening within you and to a creating a new way of being in a new life. It's, it's like, to me, I've always felt a little bit excited by breakups. Cause it's just like, it's a, it's an opportunity. It's like such yeah. an opportunity to, to reinvent yourself, so to speak. So, um, tell us about the live free lifestyle. I know it's coming up soon. So what, what does it entail? Um, well, I love that you brought up the idea of the breakup being sort of this catalyst for change, because most people will assume like I did this thing wrong. I failed, but in that, like experience in my own experience that was something that I felt I was like oh my gosh I've like failed at this promise of a lifetime that I made and I, I don't know who I am I don't know what I want but I know I don't want this and blah 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 so there's with every ending there is this brand new beginning there is this like opportunity and if you can allow yourself the time to like be in the pain and the disappointment of it and honor that because it's an important part of it but recognize as you're grieving that you're also cracked open for all of these beautiful new experiences, then you can start to look for ways to move forward. 
And what the live free lifestyle entails is it's not just for people going through breakups. I've had people who just are in a position in their careers where they're like, I want to get to the next level, but I know I keep holding myself back. What is that about? Um, or there's more to life. I don't know exactly what it is. What is that about? How do I figure that out? So it's a program for coming back to yourself in a way that allows you to create the life that you've always dreamed of. So mm -hmm. we get to the bottom of who you really are, what you really want, and we discover the purpose, like what you're actually meant to do in this world. And the way that we do that is by going through a series of steps. It's a, it's a really clear, clearly laid out path that you take with you at the end of the program and you use forever. So it's not like I did two weeks and I did like three months and now what? You have the system to move along with you so that you're continuously up-leveling by using the system. And I use it all the time in my life. And now that I'm relaunching it, I'm back in it and I'm like, you know what? I can confidently say that this is the best thing I've ever created. And I can humbly say that too, because it was something that was channeled or downloaded through my soul. It wasn't something that my human can think up. It was by walking this mm -hmm. path and following my soul that I was able to create this, but it shifts your perception of yourself. It gives you new insights into why you've made the decisions that you've made without shaming you for them, but it's a deconditioning program. So all of the stories, all of the things, all of the um, external authorities that we've given our power away to, we uncover all of those places where you're leaking your energy, where you're adopting these old beliefs, where you're in denial of your truth. And then we bring it back into alignment with your soul so that you can create this brand new path forward. So there's nothing like it that I've ever experienced. And that's why I created it because I was like, this is what I needed when I was going through big transitions. And this is what I still need when I'm going through big transitions, whether I'm encountering something in my business or moving or whatever, I go through the live free protocol like system. And I'm like, okay, and now I know what to do. Um, mm -hmm. So it's something that you come back to over and over again. And I think that's an important part of the creation journey. It's not okay, well, I did this one thing and now forevermore, it's going to be fixed. There's no like quick fixes in creating your life. It's like, you're constantly creating, you're constantly being created and creating at the same time. So it's this evolutionary process that allows you to create in alignment with everything that you are meant to be. So your highest potential is achievable by knowing how to follow your soul as it's guiding you there. Yes. I love it. And it's three months, the container. Yes. Yeah. It's and a three I month think, container. I feel like one of the most important components is this, the community. Yes. It's huge. It's so important, not just community, but community who are on a similar path, yeah, who are, totally. who are starting to look at life through a different lens and starting to take responsibility for their own fulfillment and their own pain and their own unraveling of the script. Totally. And I think there's two aspects to that. Cause I, I was like, oh, I don't want to do like a group program because I don't want anybody to know like my shit. I don't want anybody to see me. And being witnessed is actually such a powerful experience. And I've had, I've done this program one-on-one -on -one with clients. I still do it one-on-one -on -one with clients. And I also do it in a group setting. And the group setting has this, both have like transformational experiences, but there's this added bonus of the group setting where these women are like, I didn't think anybody else was going through this and I can't believe how how supported I am and I have women who have done the program who are like friends they're visiting each other in other countries they're going on vacations together they're staying in touch they have like their weekly um, LFL meetings or their monthly LFL reunions and it's the most beautiful thing to see that the people that are meant to be in your world start to magnetize to you when you start to show up and be seen as your most authentic self yeah. And even though you might be going through two dissimilar things, like somebody is leaving their relationship and somebody is starting a new business, the feelings that we feel as humans are universal. They don't like you, you're not feeling a new feeling. There's nothing in the universe that has not ever been felt by somebody else before. Not good enough is at the root of divorce yeah. and it's at the root of starting a new business. <laughs> like it's at the it's, root of fucking everything. <laughs> it's everything. It's just different containers yeah. of the same thing. Yeah. Um, and sometimes seeing somebody else's journey reflects back to us our own strength and reflects back to us our own 
experience. And that creates this really magical experience of, of elevation for everybody, but also expansion for everybody. There's a calibration to energy that happens in that group. Yeah. Group work is so freaking powerful. I think there's nothing like it. I love one-on-one work. It's powerful, but group work, like the, the seeing women, um, share vulnerably, even when it's really fucking hard, even if they don't do it to the very end of the program or whatever, and they finally open up and it, and then everyone gets to see, Oh wait, I had in my head, you had it all together and you're struggling with this same pain inside. And then all of a sudden we realize like we're not alone and we've all been lit swimming inside of these painful, not true stories about ourselves and beliefs about ourselves. And then you get to see this mirror and see that you're not alone and everyone else is, is in that too. And then you also get to celebrate and grow together and empower each other and yeah. w- with Leah. So how do they, how do <laughs> they together? Up? How do they sign up? Like, is there anything else they need to know? We'll link it below the link to the program mm-hmm. below, but when does it start? How, like, is there more information? Yeah, we are starting this round in October and I'm so pumped. I haven't ran this program for a year. So I'm like lit up to get back in there and to have this experience. It's going to be beginning in October. Um, The best way to find out about it is to follow me on Instagram at leah.brathwaite. You can also find it on my website, leahbrathwaite.com or www.thelivefreelifestyle.ca has like the the landing page with more information. Um, But send me a DM if you have questions, if you're curious. I post about it quite frequently. There's a little highlights reel of LFL on my Instagram. So you can find out the details there if you want to do a little behind the scenes creep before you DM. But I'm very friendly in my DMs. So (laughs) feel free free to reach out. Um, And yeah, it's a three-month program and truly it's, it's life transforming. You will not be the same after you walk away from it and you will have a clear roadmap to fulfilling your most expansive dreams for your life. So I'm very, very excited about it. I want to do it. (laughs) Come do it with me. I love it. So amazing. Thank you so much. I, I feel so excited. Um, I imagine that the women listening are going to listen or, and men, hi guys, are going to listen uh, many times to this episode. Just so many gems and so many um, gifts, even just from hearing your story and how, I mean, how relatable that story is and how empowering and inspiring. There's just so many gems. So join Leah in the Live Free Lifestyle. Your whole life will be completely transformed. Oh my gosh. Get to know your own soul. I just think like I was on retreat a couple of weeks ago, as you know, in on this magical Greek island with no cars, I had no technology for the week. And I was I had so many moments where I sat there and I felt like, actually I've done ecstasy twice in my life. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt the feeling, I feel often the feeling of ecstasy in my body Mm. of the exact same feeling. Like people take drugs or get drunk or do these things to try and have these heightened experiences. And you have, have access to that. Like it's all inside of you or we're, when you're taking drugs, you're simply activating something that's already inside of you. And, and, Mm -hmm. and you get to experience it without sucking the life out of yourself and not, and being deeply depressed and in the gutter the next week. Yeah. You know, I'm sure regardless if you take drugs or not, it's like, we're chasing these highs, even in like fantasy love and the next guy, the next relationship, the next validation from someone else. And there's nothing like being in relationship to your soul and actually listening to those whispers, listening to those nudges, living from that place, creating a life that you didn't imagine. Like my parents were just in Greece with me for two and a half weeks Mm -hmm. and they were like living my Greek life with me. And they were just like, we are so freaking proud of you. Like you just 41 years old, like went against the grain and just moved to Greece. Didn't even know how, like you get to have the most extraordinary, exquisite life and it's so possible. And so hopefully you, I'm sure felt that from this, um, this conversation and go follow Leah, join live free lifestyle. I'm so happy to have you on here. This was so Fun. I Babe. love you. You're oh, amazing. I love you so much. So much. <laughs> Miss you. Come to Greece. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> thank the you best. so much. Thank you. Thank you so much you. for having me. Honestly, just love you so much and really appreciate this, this opportunity to chat. Like this is 
I wish I knew this when I was going through, I wish I knew what to do when I was going through hard things. Um, And I wish I knew that all of it was already inside of me. Like you just said, like, it's all accessible. We think only other people can trigger it for us. But when we know where to look, we can find that within ourselves. So thank you for this conversation. It's amazing. And yeah, it's, it's, it's inside of you. And so many divorced women have been like, I just wish there was a roadmap. Like, how do I, and this is it. This is like the real roadmap to you, not (laughs) to your perfect on paper life. This is the real thing. So um, yeah, thank you so much. Love you. And as always share this episode with all your sisters who need to hear this message, who are going through transition or just need a burst of inspiration and need a little more freedom and joy in their lives. And, um, join us on the new truth, Facebook movement, uh, group on Facebook and we love you and we'll see you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group, and we will see you soon.